Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace with Pastor Philip Ransom Bello. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for um, such a wonderful time as this. Uh, Lord, I thank you because as we share in your Word this morning, there shall be the upliftment of the hearts of people who hear the sound of my voice today. And Lord, I pray that people will come to the knowledge of who they are in Christ. And I pray for those who are viewing that you will come, for every one of you who is listening, you will come to the knowledge of who you are in Christ Jesus. The spirit of revelation is upon you right now. You have insight into the word of God. He has granted you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And I declare right now that as the word begins, uh, the spirit of God will make those words impressed in your spirit that you begin to leave them out from today in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you because you have done all things well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Are you ready for the word of God? Um, it's such a joy to bring you uh, the word in this season. And what I've been talking about is the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Uh, we started a series on Wednesday, which um, I made it very clear that the Lordship of Jesus is something that cuts across every realm of existence. Uh, the, the Bible says that God has highly exalted him in Philippians chapter 2 and has given him a name that is above all name, right? That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow uh, in heaven, uh, on earth, and under the earth. So it means that the Lordship of Jesus cuts across the three realms, the heavenly realm, the earth realm, and under the earth. Praise God. So it means that everywhere you are, the moment you come in the name of Jesus, you have power and you have authority. You have what it takes to bring every will and every dominion that is not in line with the will of God to be subject under your feet. Praise God. And that's the beauty of the believer. That's what we share as an inheritance that we have in Christ. Praise God. So let's go into the word of God today. Now, if you have your Bibles, I want you to open again with me to the same scripture that I shared um, earlier on uh, in the week. Uh, on Wednesday, I was talking about um, the Lordship of Jesus from Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. Let us see Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. If you have your Bibles, Philippians chapter 2 and from verse 5. And I read. It says, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, right, and given him a name which is above every name. Praise God. And that's something that you and I should celebrate about. Uh, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. 
Praise God. To the glory of God the Father. Also, let me show you something in Matthew chapter 18, verse 18. Matthew chapter 18, verse 18. We're going over the scriptures that we uh, went through on Wednesday. And this is for the benefit of those who missed uh, our broadcast on Wednesday. Matthew chapter 18, verse 18 says, Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you shall lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Praise God. What that means is that you are not binding something here and having Jesus to do a fresh binding in heaven. No, what, what you are doing is you are binding here because it has been bound already in heaven. You are losing here because it has been loosed already in heaven. So whatever, it is, whatever is yours in Christ Jesus, it is, it is for taking. And that's why the Bible says that all the promises of God in Christ Jesus, they are yes. Why is it yes? Because Jesus accomplished the yes of God on that cross of Calvary. And because of that, you and I can say amen. So all the promises of God in Christ Jesus, they are yes and they are amen. Praise God. So it doesn't matter what promise that you are trusting him for right now. It doesn't matter what you are hoping for right now. I want you to know that the answer is given in Christ Jesus. Praise God. And for those of you who are watching, if you are sick in your body, I speak healing right now to your body. I speak wholeness right now to your mind. I speak deliverance right now. Why? Because you are in Christ. I speak prosperity to you because you are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Now let's keep going on. A few things that I want to show you um, this Sunday morning. Um, Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. I want you to see what you have come into because you are now in Christ. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. If you have your Bibles. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. What does it say? It says, Who had delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. And this is so powerful for you and I to understand. The Bible here says that um, we have been delivered from the power of darkness. You know, a lot of people like to say uh, we've been delivered from the kingdom of darkness. The truth of the matter is the Bible here did not say that you've been delivered from the kingdom of darkness. But he says you've been delivered from the power of darkness. It means darkness is not a kingdom. Darkness is not a kingdom. It doesn't matter what power the enemy has. It doesn't matter what power Satan has. That power is not the same thing as the kingdom that you've come into. The kingdom of God is a system of a king and people he has raised up as kings and priests in that kingdom. But the, 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 the domain of Satan is not a kingdom. So the Bible here says that we've been delivered from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. And this is so important because you and I must know that Satan is not as powerful as God. Why do people act as if Satan was as powerful as God? 
I mean, I heard a story of somebody who was uh, um, trying to cross the river from one side to another side. And they were singing a song. Jesus power, superpower. Everybody sang it boldly. But when it came to the part where we would say, Mommy, what are power? When people were supposed to say powerless power, they were quiet because they were in the middle of the water. But I want you to know that you have power. There is no domain. There is no kingdom of the devil under the sea. There is nothing like that. Satan has no kingdom. The only kingdom that we know is the kingdom of his dear son. And you are a king and a priest in that kingdom. So you have power and you have authority. Praise God. And let me show you something else again. One of the scripture that I want to show you. Um, in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 20. It's a very popular scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 20. Oh hallelujah. Praise God. It says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. Hallelujah. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. But look at the first phrase. It says, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. What does it mean when the Bible says that you are an ambassador? It says that because every ambassador who is in a foreign country is not subject to the law of that country. Uh, when the Bible says that you are ambassadors of Christ, it means that even though you are here on earth, you do not belong to this place. Even though you are here, you are in touch with what is going on, but doesn't mean that you are subject to the rule of what is going on here. You carry the atmosphere of heaven wherever you go. You carry the presence of God wherever you go. You have the spirit of the living God in you wherever you go. So you are ambassadors. This place might look so comfortable to many of you, but guess what? This is not our home. We're going to make the most out of life here because the Bible says God has given to us everything that pertains to life and to godliness. So that doesn't mean that you would not enjoy life and be blessed here. But I want you to always remember that you have to set your mind on things that are above and not things that are here on earth. The Bible says that you are an ambassador. It means that what happens here is not permitted to touch you as long as you don't want it. Sickness here has no permission to touch you because you are an ambassador. Depression has no permission to reach you because you are an ambassador of Christ. So it means that whatever heaven agrees, uh, right, whatever heaven stands by is what you stand by because you are an ambassador here. No wonder when Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray, he says, pray this way, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be. So before you even ask for money, for bread, for whatever it is, he says, pray that the kingdom of God comes here. And I want you to know that you are a custodian of the kingdom of God. In fact, I want you to say this with me. I'm an ambassador of heaven here on earth. I'm an ambassador of heaven here on earth. It means that you carry the atmosphere of heaven. It means that you carry the ambience of heaven. Do you know how many angels are by your side? There was a day I was traveling and the Spirit of God opened my eyes to see how many angels are beside me. And then I realized that God has apportioned angels to watch over his saints. Friends, I want you to know that you are not alone. 
You are an ambassador here. You carry the power of God. And I want you to know that you can speak the rule of heaven over your atmosphere, over where you are, your family, your space. You can speak heaven's rule there. Praise God. But let me show you something this morning. I want you to be able to pray in the name of Jesus. And when we say pray in the name of Jesus, we're not saying pray and just mention the name Jesus in the prayer. That is not necessarily praying in the name of Jesus. So can I show you a few scriptures? If you have your Bibles again, let me show you. Um, let us look at um, Acts chapter 3 verse 6. We see how Peter deals with a man who he saw at the gate called beautiful. Acts chapter 3 from verse 6. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Somebody is going to come with boldness before God and speak to the situation and pray in the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 3 verse 6. What does it say? It says, Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I known. You know, like I said to you on Wednesday, that is Peter. This is Pastor Phil. I have silver and gold in the name of Jesus. And we also have the anointing to cast out demons and heal the sick. <laughs> Praise God. But hear what he says. He says, silver and gold I have none, but such as I have, I give thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. So Peter tells the crippled man, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. So does that mean that when you pray in the name of Jesus, you must mention Jesus in the prayer? Sometimes it's fine, but sometimes not necessarily so. To pray in the name of Jesus means to pray from an understanding that you are one with him. Now let me ask you a question. If the governor sent his aid to a function and the people who were supposed to receive the governor uh, had made preparations for the governor to come and, and all of that, when the aid of the governor comes, are they going to give the governor's aid a less reception or a lesser reception than they would give the governor? No, he's coming in the name of the governor. So whatever is prepared for the governor has to be given to the aid. And what that means is that if you and I come before God, God is not looking at Jesus as more preferred than you. Oh, praise God. This might be difficult for you to understand because if you think that Jesus is high up there and you are somewhere down, that God hears the prayer of Jesus more than he hears your prayer, you have failed to realize what the scripture says, that he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. Friends, I want you to know that you are one spirit with the Lord. The word of God in the mouth of Jesus is as powerful as the word of God in your mouth. So when we say pray in the name of Jesus, we are saying you are coming as though Jesus was the one coming. Praise God. It says you are petitioning as though Jesus was the one petitioning. That's what it means to pray in the name of Jesus. And I want you to know that when you pray in his name, you need to know that you were sent as him. And Jesus looked at his disciples one day and he said to them, as the father has sent me, so send I you. Which means the same capacity that I was sent is the same capacity that I send you. Praise God. So we see here that Peter prayed and he mentioned the name of Jesus in the prayer. The crippled man got healed and he stood up and he began to walk. But let me show you another scripture. Yeah, uh, I want to show you something in Acts chapter 14 verse 8. Because you see Paul now 
dealing with a similar situation, but he doesn't necessarily mention the name Jesus in what he commanded the man to do. So, Acts chapter 14, verse 8. Acts chapter 14, verse 8. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, praise God. In fact, you can say this with me. I have the authority of Jesus. I've been given power just as he has been given power. I can do what he can do. I can command demons to leave as he commanded demons to leave. Praise God. So look at Acts chapter 14 verse 8. The Bible says, And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet. Almost the same situation that um, Peter had to deal with. Being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked before. And then look at verse 9. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. Now, if you see from what we read here, Paul did not say, In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. But Paul said to the man uh, with a loud voice, Stand up upright on your feet and the Bible says the man leaped and he walked so what is the difference between the experience of Peter and the experience of Paul from what you read the name Jesus the mentioning of the name Jesus but in the reality there is no difference why do I say so because both of them came as though they were sent knowing that they were sent by God So as much as Jesus was sent, that's the way Peter was sent. As much as Jesus was sent, that's the way Paul was sent. So to pray in the name of Jesus is to come before God and it looks as though Jesus was the one who came before God. Friends, I want you to know today that you would not just from today pray to God, but you would would speak to things as God. You would not just pray to Him as one who has all power but when you are in the face of situations and mountains and difficulties you will speak to that mountain and you will say be thou removed so you would pray as God it's one thing to pray to God it is another thing to pray as God the Bible says that you are God's here it says if he called them God's unto whom the word of the Lord came and the scriptures cannot be broken so you are God here you can speak you are in the God class you can declare things to be You can order things to be. Praise God. Let me show you something Jesus said to his disciples. In Acts chapter 6, sorry, in John, I beg your pardon, in John chapter 16, verse 23. John chapter 16, verse 23. John chapter 16, verse 23. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. We have authority in Christ Jesus. John chapter 16, verse 23. I read. And in that day, this is Jesus now talking. And in that day, ye shall ask me nothing. (laughs) Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name. What is the meaning of what Jesus is saying here? That whatever you ask the Father in his name, is Jesus trying to say that it is talking about Lord, I thank you because I have this in the name of Jesus. Is that what Jesus is saying? But look at the scripture very closely. It says, 
that whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Verse 24. Why? Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. So he's saying now you are the one who is going to ask. So let's keep reading. Verse 25. These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs. But the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. Now look at verse 26. Verse 26 says, At that day ye shall ask in my name. And I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. So Jesus is saying that I am not going to pray the Father for you about situations, circumstances, but you would ask in my name. Praise God. He says, verse 27, For the Father himself loves you. So if the Father did what Jesus asked for, because he loved Jesus, Jesus is trying to let the disciples know that the Father loves them. And because he loves them, he would do what they are asking him to do. And they don't need Jesus to pray the Father for why? Because you would ask in his name. So you will come as though Jesus was the one who came. And we thank God today because the blessedness of our redemption speaks to us of the fact that we are one with Christ. We are included in the birthright. He's the firstborn amongst many brethren. Whatever Jesus has received is what we have received. Where Jesus is is where we are. And I want you to know today that you must have confidence in your prayer. That when you speak to God, you are speaking in the authority of Jesus. That you are asking God whatever it is you, you desire to see that he has done for you in Christ. You are asking of those things with the same authority that Jesus has. And when you are confronted with situation, this is not the time for you to um, just depend on you know, your pastor or depend on somebody. It is good to do all of that. There is nothing wrong with doing all of that because sometimes we need to join faith with each other. But you see, you must not cripple your faith in the sense that you think Anytime God answers your prayer, it has to be by a pastor. Your pastor is not your mediator. Now it's time for you to open your mouth and speak and you must know that God has heard your prayer even before you asked because he loves you. Praise God. And there is a, um, a type and shadow of this in the Old Testament where we see uh, the Bible says that um, Isaac was to bless his, uh, his two sons and then he said to uh, the older son, Go make venison for me so that I can eat and my soul is satisfied and then I bless you. And the Bible says that Jacob, after he did all his maneuvering with his mom, he came putting um, animal skin on his body, right? And when he approached his father, what did the father say? He said, this is the voice of Jacob, but this is the skin of Esau. This is the voice of Jacob, but this is the body of Esau. And now that's a type and shadow of what's going to happen in the New Testament. Because we will come before God and even though God can pick your voice, this is the voice of whoever you are who is calling before God. But he's saying this feels like my son Jesus. It means there is no difference between you and my son. 
What is the meaning of righteousness? Righteousness means that you are able to stand beside God, beside Jesus Christ, without a sense of inferiority, without a sense of guilt, because he has made you one in Christ. That's righteousness. So you can boldly speak and you can boldly declare. I want you to know this morning that God has given you authority in your mouth. And whatever you say is bound to happen because you have the spirit of God in you. Number one. And number two, because he loves you. You have the authority of Christ in you. You can command your situations and they will hear you. Who, I mean, the Bible says about Jesus that even the elements of the world, they listen to him. The disciple says, who is this man that even the winds obey him? He was sleeping one day and they tapped him in the boat and said, Master, don't you care that we perish? And the Bible says he rose up from his sleep and he commanded the wind and the wind ceased. You have that same authority. You can command the elements to obey you. You can command spiritual order to obey you. You can command things, your body, your life to obey you. And that's the victory and that's the benefit that you have in Christ Jesus. So now is the time for you to speak. I hope you were blessed by this message. And I want you to know that you can open your mouth and speak. And you must listen to what God is saying to you right now. Because sometimes you will be found in situations where there is nobody to call upon. But it is just you and God and the situation. It is time for you to boldly declare what you believe in your spirit. And I guarantee you because you are one with Christ, there shall be an answer. Praise God. Let me give you an opportunity right now to declare and make some um, bold um, speaking over things that you want to see changes in your life. I want you to, wherever you are right now, close your eyes and begin to bless God and declare that things are going to change. Whatsoever you desire is going to change right now in your life. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what, how long standing it has been. It doesn't matter. The Bible says that you will speak to this mountain. Be thou removed and it will be gone. You know what a mountain is? A mountain symbolizes long-term establishment. Things that have been there for a long time. Mountains are not formed in one day. But hear me, my brother, my sister. I don't care what mountain is before you right now. That mountain is about to be made a plain. Why? Because you will speak a word and it will come to pass in your life. Why? Because you have the authority of Christ. Praise God. Can I agree with you right now? And I know by now you might probably be praying in the Holy Spirit and God is ordering your tongue to speak in a certain direction. I join my faith with you right now to say it is done. I join my faith with you right now to say I agree with what you say. I join my faith with you right now to say it is possible. I join my faith right now with you to say that you will see the victory that you have in Christ. I join my faith with you right now to say that you are more than conquerors. Praise God. Hallelujah. Come on. Oh, Lord Jesus, we thank you for today. We bless you because everybody hearing the sound of my voice will experience the victory that they have in Christ Jesus. We come in your name knowing that we were sent just as you sent Jesus. We come in your name knowing that we have power and we have authority. Uh, Lord, I declare, oh God, that everyone who is sick, everyone who is down, receives healing, receives a touch from God, and there is a difference in your circumstance from today. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Let the church say amen. Praise God. You are blessed, my friend. You are blessed, my sister. I don't want anybody to deceive you about that. You have authority in Christ. 
you can make things happen you can declare things to be and they surely will be praise god i hope you were blessed um, in the service today this concludes this message thank you for listening and for more information about the standpoint church visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj twitter.com slash standpointabj instagram.com slash standpointabj and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj